unwritten rules of Facebook. It cut all of our ad costs by over 70%. How do you want to be able to take in all of this data that's around us? Some of these campaigns have done up to $20 million in sales. I think this is going to be the future for the next 10 years. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss, Heather Havenwood. Look, our whole world revolves around our iPhone, iPad, Droid. You know they say we look at our phones on average 150 times a day? And if you're a small business and want to actually grow, you need to reach people where they're looking at and listening the most, their smartphones. See, marketing via text messaging is a great way to start and it's super easy. Just text the word START to 72000 to learn more about my friends at Mobit. They're marketing experts and they will show you how to use text messaging for your business and to get more leads and convert them amazingly. Again, text the word START to 72000. Again, that's text the word START, S-T-A-R-T, to 72000. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Win with Heather Havenwood. And today I am interviewing, wow, someone I'm very excited to have on the, on the line today. Stephen, are you there? Yes, I am here. Thank you. And you have this amazing voice. You have a <laughs> great voice. Like, dude, I'm here. You know, you're like, I'm, I'm here. I'm present. And so I'm, and I want to introduce you who I'm talking to today. Stephen Wowsner. Did I say that right, by the way? Uh, Wessner. The O is Wessner, silent. The O is silent. Okay, great. So it's Stephen Wessner, is CEO of Productive ROI and the host of the brilliant Onward Nation podcast, which I have been a guest on, which I'm very excited. That's why I'm so excited to actually interview him. And he's got some cool things to talk about in the podcasting world he's diving into. He's the author of two best-selling books, and he's writing a third, The Small Business Owner's Handbook to Search Engine Optimization and Increase Online Sales Through Viral Social Networking. His digital marketing insights have been featured in Success, Forbes, Entrepreneur, The Washington Post, Inc. Magazine, and more. His agency blends education in very transparent ways for clients. Thanks for being here, Stephen. I'm excited to be here. Have to be here. Well, I'm excited to be here as well, and thank you very much for the kind invitation. That was awesome. Yeah, you're welcome. Actually, I love that. It is an invitation, right? It really is an invitation to have a conversation, and everyone gets to listen in on a little conversation. So you uh, you started in the agency world, but you've really broadened that. So let's start with your latest project. And we talked about you have two best-selling books, but you're going on your third, and you're in the middle of that writing. So let's talk about what that new book is going to be. Well, so it's titled uh, Podcasting for Profit, and um, really kind of the sort of the genesis of it was back when we launched Onward Nation, which was June 15th of 2015, so we just hit our one-year mark a, a few weeks ago, and it, because we've had some really incredible guests like you and, and others on our show, and, and so, you know, we've enjoyed this 12 months of success, but <clears throat> within the first four weeks of having Onward Nation live, we had a couple of guests come to us and say, hey, could you do that for me? And, and I'm like, do what for you? They're like, could you build me a podcast, dummy? And, and we're like, huh, um, yeah, I think we can. And so we did. And now a smart business person, Heather, somebody who really likes to win, would have said, gosh, you know, you might be onto something there. But I didn't do that. Um, in fact, I just completely sort of ignored the opportunity, even though those two projects went well. And we went back to our core business at Predictive ROI. And, and then a few weeks later, 
about a couple months later, actually, one of those guests who we had built a podcast for said, look, the podcast you built for me is awesome. Your podcast on Word Nation is awesome. Why in the world are you not doing this for more clients, for more businesses? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, well, you know, that's a really dumb answer, right? And I mean, that's, that's really kind of dumb. And, he, and I said, okay. And this, this particular guest is also now a client, but, but also one of my mentors and dearest friends, Drew McClellan from the Agency Management Institute. And, and so he said, look, you need three packages. And he helped me break them down as a good mentor does and, and put prices to them and so forth. And he's like, now get out there and reach out to other guests and see if they would have some interest. Because what you're doing is really interesting and special is more than just a podcast. It is a sales generating podcast. I'm like, okay. And then Providence set in. Because on November 17th, I interviewed Wendy Keller, who is my rock star agent. She wasn't my agent at the time, but she's a rock star literary agent. Interviewed her, and she said, why are you doing this? And I said, because, you know, at some point, want to build a platform, launch a book, you know, third book, and this kind of stuff. She says, so what's the book going to be about? And so I told her, and she goes, mm, no, don't, do, don't, don't write that book. And I said, okay. And she goes, instead, and then I can hear her tapping in the keyboard. And she's bringing up Amazon data that only she has access to. She goes, no, no, no. Here's where the opportunity is. You need to write a book about what you're doing with the podcast. And I said, oh. She goes, yep, let's call it podcasting for profit. And I said, oh. And so, and so after that, I got busy on the sales piece. And within about six or seven weeks, we sold $223,000 worth of podcasting-related services to close out last year. Now we're scaling the team. and Because as we're scaling sales, we need to scale the team to where in the next 12 months, we'll do about $2 million in podcast-related services. All because of the advice we got from Drew. And then the book idea that we got from uh, Wendy in that interview, and now the book, Podcasting for Profit, will essentially be the world's greatest compendium of not only how to create a podcast and how to launch a podcast and how to market a podcast, but also then how to generate revenue from a podcast for a business-to-business service firm Mm -hmm. that doesn't involve like selling ads and sponsorships, this and that. Not that that's bad. But there is a deeper monetization model behind it. It's going to be awesome. Wow, that sounds great. So I want to read it. Let's do that right now. And no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm excited. I'm like, oh, my God, where do I get a copy? You've sold me. But you're absolutely right. I mean, here we are talking, and we're in 2016. I agree with you. First of all, I think podcasting has changed um, a lot. And I think it's it's gotten deeper. And I agree with you. There's other opportunities than the model of uh, just sponsorship. It's way deeper than that, I think, because it's an intimate conversation. People are listening to us while they're doing whatever they're doing in life, driving, riding a bike, whatever, and there's an intimacy to it, you know? So I agree with you. I think it can definitely go to, to uh, local sales as well. That's kind of an untapped market. So that's interesting. She ta- you, you, you went backwards. So first of all, there's a couple things you said. One, she went backwards, meaning she looked for where what was hot or what was going on with some data that you and I don't have privy to. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure Amazon's got some amazing data in the world of books. And then she went backwards and said, let's do this based on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then she created it. And I think that is how you create great products. That's how you create great books. And so you almost already have a number one bestseller without even, you haven't even finished it yet, right? Well, and, and, and that's the that's the value. You know, I know that your your topic that you're building your show around, your podcast around, yeah. particularly this episode, is about winning. 
Well, you can increase your chances or probability of success when you work with a mentor who has done it before, who understands it. She has sold over 1,500 manuscripts. 16 of them have become bestsellers. And it really makes it sound like I'm kind of gushing on my agent here, but Wendy is an expert. And so when she says, hey, I think the opportunity is over here, I would be silly. I would be foolish to not yeah, say, to not okay, then let's do what you said. I mean, it, it makes sense to follow the path because she's been down that road so many times. Yeah, follow the path of the mentors. I mean, that's really the people that have been there before. Uh, I think a, a mentor of mine said once, you want to ask someone, have they done the thing before at least three to five times and have they skinned mm. their knees and failed more than once? Mm. And it's so true. You know, it's through her 1,500 manuscripts. Not all of them made bestsellers. She's gone through that process. So let's go back to you. And predictive ROI has now altered. You've now sold, I believe I heard you say, over $200,000 in sales and podcasting-related services in, in, a, in a year, in less than a year. So tell us more about that, uh, what exactly those services are, what you're doing for business owners. Well, so so to be um, so that we sold the two hundred and twenty three thousand dollars in seven weeks. Oh my gosh! Excuse yeah. me, I'm no, sorry. No, no, Why no, no. a year? No, no, no. So, seven so, weeks. That's great. <laughs> so, in in and I and I and I share that yeah. uh, time frame not not as a, a a correction of the data point, but I share it with you and your audience because of like when you when you really get focused on your most vital priority. Yeah. And in it is absolutely possible to compress the result outcome within a short period of time. And that's what we did. So we, we had a very focused strategy on how we were going to do it. Now, to be clear, we didn't realize all of that income within the seven weeks. That was annual income that we sold, but we sold it within seven weeks. So just to be clear, um, and, and now we've scaled that to or scaling it to uh, $2 million in, 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 in 12 months. So what you're, uh, what you're, what you're talking about basically is saying that there is um, you're opening the opportunity. There's money in the market. There's money in the marketplace. You're you, that's what you're talking about. There's like you kind of like you hit the oil and you're mm -hmm. like, okay, it doesn't matter if it took seven weeks or eight weeks, and there might have been a time frame to get to that point. But once you hit the hit the oil, it's like boom, it gushes, and now you're gonna be able to scale it. And that's right. the, that's the beauty of it. Well, in, in like one of uh, one of my other mentors, Darren Hardy, former publisher of Success Magazine, has said to me, you know, a number of different times, it's like, you know, you, you, you build the oil rig and you keep drilling and drilling and drilling until you hit oil and you suck out every last drop yep, before you move the rig. He goes, most business owners make the mistake of drilling and then they stop three feet from gold, that old story, and drilling and stop moving the rig, drilling and stopping moving the rig. He goes, no, you keep on drilling. There's oil there and you keep on going until you find it and you suck out every last drop. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're going into wide and a mile deep. That's, well, that's a few things you just touched on. One, I'm from Texas and my dad was an oil man, so I completely relate to that. <clears throat> but the other thing is going deep. And one of my mentors talked about going deep. So let's go deep into your current services podcast. Let's, let's go deep. Let's go there. Okay. So, um, you know, there, there are a number of different providers, vendors, whatever, that you can use work with to record your audio, to create show notes. And those are all valuable services. And that is indeed a part of what we do. But it's deeper than that. 
And, and so we help a client take a podcast episode and leverage it potentially across nine different platforms. Like how do we take what that one audio file and create a series of Facebook posts out of it that are, that is relevant? How do we turn that into kinetic typography so that you can build a rock and awesome YouTube channel? How do we take that audio and turn it into an amazing blog post that is optimized? So now you're bringing more traffic, you know, to your website that's relevant around that particular topic. And so there's a variety of ways just to leverage the content, you know, beyond just the audio. But but in, then even beyond that is we create a monetization strategy right from the very beginning that is all based on the avatar of who that client wants to be working with. And then we create a strategy around how to get those clients, those prospective clients to be guests on that podcaster's show. Because as you talked about conversation, intimacy, there's nothing more intimate really than a 60-minute one-on-one conversation with you and your ideal prospect. You go way beyond the gatekeepers. It becomes your Trojan horse of sales. And if you could do a good job and follow the process and the framework that we've created and then warm that person up on social media after their episode airs, you create unbelievable relationship opportunities. Now, is there a process to it? Yes. Is it complicated? Yes. Does it require strategy and thoughtful planning? Yeah, it does. But it is possible to take a podcast and make it so much more than just a podcast. Mm, no, that's really hot. And, and let's talk, talk about the sales process. So what you're, you're uh, uh, laying out is a sales process. And I would insert it's complicated, but it's not. It's simple inside of complication because there's a process – it's like progress marketing, right? It's just taking people from suspect prospect to closing the sale and through the different mediums that we have today and the different nine different channels um, that you're talking about are up to nine different cha- and you said nine different channels possibly to be able to um, uh, repurpose the content and then be able to warm them up. Now, one thing that you did say that I find really interesting, I, I, I'm actually asking you a question, is you said uh, get your prospect your prospect to be the guest. That was interesting. So can you give us an example? I'm having a hard time examining that. Now, an agency, if you're an agency, that I get. Mm-hmm. But let's say, I'm going to throw it out, you're a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. How would, I'm throwing it out, by the way. So what would, how would you take that as a local business, right? Mm-hmm. Chiropractor, and he would, let's say he becomes a host of a podcast. How would you say get his prospects as a guest? Or is that a good example? Well, it, no, it's, it's, it, it, it is a good example um, with, with a twist. It's not exactly in a, a good example for our particular model. Go here's ahead. why. You, here, here's why. Okay. Um, because, because our model is really designed for owners of business-to-business service firms who are beyond their local market area. Now, for a chiropractor, like let's say I was a chiropractor and I wanted to do a podcast and I wanted to use that as a way to really build my practice, then then I would invite or I, I let's say I was going to do uh, four episodes a month, so one episode a week. 
then the recipe that I would use is one episode out of those four would be a solo cast where I share my best insights on a monthly basis about how to have preventative care, how nutrition factors into Cairo, how stretching exercises can prevent injury, how chiropractic is actually a very holistic practice and how it not just affects your back, but it affects your thinking. It affects your blood uh, pressure. It affects your moods. It can affect your intimacy. It can affect your diet, weight gain, weight loss, and a variety of other sort of things, right? So if I was a chiropractor, I'd be delivering one solid rock and awesome episode every month where I was delivering my deepest, best knowledge. Mm. And then, and then three, or and then those other three episodes, I would interview patients who have had very successful outcomes as a result of chiropractic treatment, whether that's in a rehabilitative state, whether that's a recovery from an accident, whether that's just ongoing maintenance and, you know, good health, whatever. And I would do that two times a month. And then my final episode a month is I would interview a rock and awesome industry expert or some other expert in the area of health, healthy living, fitness, weight loss, you know, life balance, whatever, that would augment what I do, not compete with it. And so that's what I would do if I was a chiropractor. And then from that, I would make sure that all of my patients received an email on Tuesday about the next day's episode. So that would become part of my email newsletter, become ongoing email marketing, become part of my social presence and all of that type of stuff. So that's how I would do it if I was a chiropractor. Thank you for that. Thank you. Because I just, thank you for that. I just kind of threw it out at you, by the way. People don't understand. I just literally threw that out. So going back, and that's really awesome because you're driving a couple things. One, you're letting the the local business owner state his expertise for that one episode. And then interviewing patients. What a great idea to interview patients. Um, That's really awesome. The other thing I I thought about, I wanted to add to it, and my boyfriend's a chiropractor, so there's definitely a self-serving there. Um, But one of the things he, he, he'll say to me randomly, like we really will watch uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger or mm-hmm. something he'll be on the TV or uh, John Bon Jovi, which I mm. find fascinating. Uh, he, he'll say out loud, like, oh, by the way, John Bon Jovi or Arnold Schwarzenegger is a huge component of chiropractor, chiropractic. And I'm like, really? Like, how does he know that? For some reason, he knows all these celebrities that are just huge components of that particular kind of modality. Mm-hmm. And I thought it really interesting to me that he, you know, I'm like, what would it be like to actually interview a John Bon Jovi just about his health? Right. Yeah. Something and- totally separate. I mean, he's obviously a rock star, but it's like, what about your health? I mean, he looks amazing. The guy's like 55 or so. He looks great. And I'm like, how's he doing that? You know, totally different. Well, in, in, so him having a platform, your boyfriend having a platform yeah. would give him access to, you know, people like that. Arnold does podcast interviews. He's been on, you know, Tim Ferriss's show before. So, um, you know, but you once you build the platform, I mean, there's nothing that would prevent your boyfriend becoming known as America's chiropractor. Dr. Oz is America's doctor. Dr. Phil is America's psychologist, right? There's there. So your listeners, you know, who are listening right now, there's nothing that prevents you from being America's whatever insert your niche. So if your boyfriend wanted to become America's chiropractor that went beyond just the local practice where he's already in his local market that would involve books and speaking and, you know, being out in front of the medical community as Dr. Oz is having a column every month in Success Magazine 
as Dr. Oz does, having a rockin' awesome YouTube channel. There is nothing that prevents you from doing it other than wanting to go down that path because the tech is actually relatively easy to figure out. It's the strategy and the execution that is complicated. So is this what you provide for your clients? I mean, you just you just laid out a strategy for uh, for him, for a chiropractor, but this is mm-hmm. this can be laid upon a different strategy. So is this what you do? Is this, is this what you, did you just lay it out? What, what you do for people? Yeah, exactly. And that's really, that's, that's the value add that we're bringing again, because you can find other people to, you know, record episodes for you and you can find other people, transcription services to create show notes. And I mean, and, and I'm not trying to commoditize those things because they are important. And Catherine Bartlett on my team who does the editing, she is a wizard, a magician at making bad audio sound great. And and she's fantastic at doing it. My point is, is that the front end strategy that guides all that stuff, those are, it'll be, you know, ingredients in the overall recipe. The strategy about how the podcast is not going to just, you know, create content, but how that content is going to drive the business. That's critically important because most podcasters stop after seven episodes. They quit. Why? Because they don't see any results. Why? Why do people stop, you know, their gym membership, you know, the second week in February? Because, you know, they lose interest. They lose motivation. They have unrealistic expectations. Oh, I didn't lose 60 pounds in four weeks. Duh. Right. And, and so being able to set somebody up with really a plan and strategy of how this is going to generate millions of dollars for their B2B firm, that's crucial. It is also about the plan. What I hear is you actually create the plan. Let me put that into the the workout routine because I go down that road. I, I work out, I do fitness, right, and I've done figure figure modeling. Um, so I understand what that looks like. But I re, um, recently, my boyfriend does a chiropractic weight loss, and he had a client who came in, and uh, she came in. She's like, I'm not losing any weight. And he said, Well, did you write down what you eat? And she showed it, and he's like, Well, you ate a pizza. And then you ate the cheese, and you ate cheese omelet. And she's like, yeah. He's like, uh, was that on the list? Was that on the plan? No. Okay, you're not following the plan, so you're not going to get the results. So there's a couple elements here. You actually provide the plan to actually profit from podcasting. This is key because I made what I call one-time failure podcasting. This is my second round because back in 2013, I created a Sexy Boss podcast, and it is now in the uh, the graveyard <laughs> The graveyard of podcasting. It's somewhere over at iTunes. You can check it out. There's like three episodes, and I stopped because I was like, "What am I doing here? I don't get it. What? That's the whole point here." And there, I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what I was doing, and I didn't have a mentor at that time. It was still kind of new, um, and there wasn't really a John Lee Dumas. There wasn't a you out there speaking about it. So, um, at, when someone wants to work with you, what is the result they're going to to get? Um, out of doing podcasting because I know for myself it can seem daunting. And then, what do you say about helping them get on podcasts as a guest? Oh, great question. Okay, so a couple of questions there. So um, let, let's tackle the kind of the, the strategy piece, the result outcomes piece first. <clears throat> so the the conversation begins with. Hey, Heather, if I asked you to, you know, sit down and create a Dream 50 list of first name, last name, email address, 
and business name of your dream 50 prospects? Could you do that? There's a rhetorical question. Could you do that? And then, and then the person on, you know, the, 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 the client of ours will say, yeah, I could, or no, not really. Like, okay, let's have a conversation then deep conversation about your avatar. Who do you really want to be doing business with? And we get into, you know, beyond just kind of demographics, but really into sort of the emotionality of that person. And then from that, if they don't have a dream 50 list built already, we will then move that over to Alex on our team. And Alex will actually go into LinkedIn and build a list of dream 50 prospects that matches the avatar. I think we're probably the only people on the planet that are doing that. But, but so, so then Alex will match that dream 50 list against the avatar client will look at that and say, Oh yes, indeed. I would love to be doing business with these people. And then that serves as the guest list for the show. And then we create a strategy around that as far as how we warm those, those people up in order to facilitate lead gen and so forth. And we can talk about that in a minute, but then we get into the specifics of, okay, if you were to do business with this person, you know, what, what type of revenue would that represent? Like, well, okay, a typical engagement for us, you know, on an annual basis might be X, maybe it's a hundred grand, 200 grand, several million, whatever it is like, great. So in order to get a solid return on investment on this program, we need to close maybe, you know, two or three clients over the course of a year. Does that sound about right? Yep, it does. Okay, great. Now we have a goal. We've got an avatar. We've got a dream 50. We have a goal. And then we do have a, a strategy and process in order to facilitate the lead gen around that goal. But all of that is now intact before we've ever even written questions that we're going to be asking the guests, let alone recording episodes. That's pretty, that's actually awesome. Avatar, Dream 50, and then goal, and then you strategize. So that is, now, first of all, the LinkedIn, I have to point to that for just a second. Um, I believe that's how you and I met. I'm not sure. I don't, I, I believe so. Maybe not. Maybe through interview connections. But I know that I actually did this. I did this. I actually um, did this. I figured out who I wanted to be on someone else's podcast as a guest. And this is how I got on other people's podcasts. I was on a hundred from August, 15, August, 2015 to January. I was on a hundred different podcasts, mainly because mm. this is the strategy I use. I use the LinkedIn strategy because they're one huge database. They're amazing. People don't realize how awesome LinkedIn is. So take us from that perspective, then moving into, do you set up your um, client on how to be a guest. Yeah. So w once, once they've mastered how to be a good host mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the questions and the process and the flow and so forth and, and the, the platform is launched and we're getting traffic and we're generating some leads and because that's the vital priority, then when they need to, let's say, maybe launch a book, further build their list, um, further build essentially their platform, uh, drive more traffic to their particular shows, um, then getting them booked onto other shows is a great thing to do. Now, now we work with uh, a partner of ours, Wendy Teal, um, and and then and then she handles that, and you know she'll reach out to other rock and awesome you know podcast hosts, and we've helped. Make Make some of those connections and she's made a ton of connections on her own and then she will then help some of our clients get booked 
on other shows, it's more efficient for her to do it as opposed to a member of our team to do it. So we'll just outsource that work to a partner. So, but we do absolutely advocate being a guest on other shows, just as you have done. It's a rock and awesome strategy. It is a rock, a rock and awesome strategy. And for myself, um, I flipped it. That was just what I did. I decided I'll be an amazing guest. And through being an amazing guest, like that was my focus for almost six, seven months. Like, how do I be a guest? And then through that process, I learned podcasting, right? Through that, I'm kind of going backwards. I just didn't have a mentor like you. I would have hired you, I guess. Mm. <laughs> I would have hired you. I just knew that I didn't want to have a a, a, a failure again. <laughs> mm. So I thought, well, how can I do it without failing? Well, let me be amazing for other hosts. Let me be, hopefully, a rock star guest. Hopefully, I was, you know, for you and other people. And then how can I add value, 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 value? And then how can I turn that over? So uh, now here you are. You have a, you have a client, local local client. Um, are you taking local clients, meaning they have local business? Are you, or are you, we'll focus on who's your avatar, I guess my question is. Who's your avatar? Who's your 50 dream list for your business podcast services? Well, her name is Sally. And, um, you know, she is uh, typically running a business of about a million to $30 million a year in sales. And unfortunately, Sally doesn't know a good idea from a bad idea. Now, it isn't because Sally's not smart. She's brilliant. It's just, as you know, Heather, there's this deluge of information that is thrown at us every single day. And what Sally really craves is wisdom and knowledge. And she wants to work with a partner who can provide that. And she's skeptical. Um, everything sounds too true or too, um, too good to believe because she's been burned before. She, you know, wants her, her family and her employees to really look at her as, wow, you're a rock solid, awesome leader. Um, and, and she's in the B2B space. She, she owns and runs a B2B service firm. Doesn't really matter what the industry is, but it needs to be a business to business service firm. She could be a financial advisor. She could be a consultant. She could be a business coach. She could be a strategist. She could own an ad agency. We work with several. So as long as she's in the business to business, service space and she kind of emotionally fits Sally, our avatar, and she's doing business beyond her local market, um, then she she's probably going to be somebody that we'd be really interested in in talking with. And she has the sort of the mindset of really wanting to win. <laughs> and and really wanting to move fast and and get the right resources on her team because she's got ambitious goals. She wants to learn new things. That is Sally for us, and we love Sally. We love Sally. You know, a couple things here, um, the listeners, and I've talked about it before. I talked about it what I call the Homer Simpson as the avatar, and you have to you have to do what you just did. You just did exactly what I talk about, which is you create a name, you create a face, you actually list out who she is, what her thoughts, her desires are, your avatar. And I say Homer Simpson because we can visualize Homer Simpson right now. We can see mm. where he lives. You can see how much money he makes. You can see what kind of car he has. You can see how many kids he has, what his desires are. He likes to drink beer. And I'm not saying that's Sally, but you can get the essence of it. And I think it was um, Brian Dice, actually a digital marketer. Um, I talked to one of his copywriters one time, and he talked about this particular copywriter said that one of their uh, rules – in the office is that 
because he was email marketing and they had different products. Each product has a different avatar. And they literally have a picture on their desk of the avatar, Sally, the picture, and they write different things next to it. So every time that they write an email, right, to their massive list of 100,000, they're not writing to the list, they're writing to Sally. They're writing to that avatar. Like, you know, they literally visualize they're talking to their person, one person, not, you know, 100,000 or whatever their list is. So uh, I love that you created that. And And is Sally for specifically predictive ROI? services or is it specifically for the podcasting services? Hmm. Great question. So predictive ROI is the provider of the podcasting services. So um, that is the avatar for predictive because that's the company behind. Um, So, you know, Onward Nation is our show. Onward Nation is not our company. Predictive ROI is our company. And we just put Onward Nation out in the front end of that. Okay. Okay, great. And then, so what is, do you have a name for the uh, particular services podcast? Or do you have a name for your podcasting services? We Under do. We, yep, 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 exactly. We call it the sales generating podcast. So that's, that's the actual service name. Perfect. Okay. And what are the price points? Where does it start? Uh, great question. So there's four different levels. Um, and with each level becomes or comes increasing amounts of scope, but really more emphasis on additional platforms and lead gen and so forth. So we have a silver, it's uh, 3000 uh, per month. We have gold, it's five grand. We have platinum, it's eight. And then we have elite, which is 16. And at the silver level, where it's three, so that's podcast only. And then um, at gold, it's podcast plus SEO. SEO, search engine optimization, is something that we do exceptionally well based around the framework of my first book, uh, best-selling book. And so that we do that at the gold level. And then at the platinum level, it's podcast, SEO, and um, sales generating webinars. So they're getting kind of three really big sort of components there. Mm. And then at the, at the elite level, we've actually started um, going down the path of sponsored content podcasts for a company that may not want to host their own podcast, but they may still want to be in podcasting, kind of like back in the days of soap operas, where you know a company doesn't necessarily want to be behind the mic, but they want all of the promotional benefits behind it, just like Procter & Gamble has done so well through the soap opera era. And so now producing kind of custom sponsored podcast at that very high end tier is is really our next progression in this space. Okay, so are you when you're talking about soap opera pod like the sponsor tell me more about that. Are you saying like I'm in the soap opera and I'm like, look at this Pantene soap I'm using. Like is that what you mean like that? No, well sort of, but but not not really. Um but but tangentially okay. yes. So okay. you know back in back in the days of early radio, um, you know, shows were always brought to you by such and such. And then when television first came out, um, and, and then, and then specifically shows like soap operas came out. And, and so, you know, kind of a generational thing. Like I asked my team actually just this morning, I said, your show of hands as to what anybody know here, why soap operas are called soap operas and nobody did. And I'm like, well, it's because that Procter and Gamble, were the first sponsors, they underwrote financially, they funded those shows. So, you know, All My Children, As the World Turns, Guiding Light, all of those shows were sponsored by consumer packaged goods companies, Procter & Gamble being one of the first ones. So they, they got the moniker Soap Opera. 
And, and so then it became a category. Well, now we're seeing that. And eBay was one of the first ones to launch this, I think, about three weeks ago for small business owners supporting entrepreneurship. It is a show that is explicitly brought to you and sponsored by eBay. It's not eBay's show, per se, from a talent perspective. And the Wall Street Journal just did an excellent story on this and how companies are now funding to like the six-figure level of really owning all of that content, guiding the content, but not being behind the mic, and, and that is going to launch us, in my opinion, into a whole new era of podcasting. Custom-sponsored podcasts are going to be huge. Oh, wow. See, that just opened – first of all, I had no idea about about the soap opera that was behind the scenes. I had no idea of that. I just know that I grew up watching them, all my children. My grandmother was fanatic, <laughs> fanatic, 12 o'clock every single day of um, mm-hmm. As the World Turns. And um, I got to, to know intimately each particular character. But I didn't know that that it was funded originally yeah. by that – Parks and Gable. I had no idea. So, mm-hmm. and I want to go a little further on this because this is a new concept for me. I never really heard this. So, I have seen recently as Fox News is doing it. They're now becoming Fox News podcast, and then each particular uh, of their people, let's say Megan Kelly, Bill O'Reilly, one of them, they're creating their own podcasts. Right? Are you saying it's going in that direction, or am I missing the boat? Is it something else like Wall Street? Uh, you know, the Wall Street Journal or eBay? presents the Onward Nation podcast. Is that kind of what you're saying? Well, that, that could be, that could be one. Um, or let's say that, um, let's say a company, you know, I'll, I'll just pick kind of a, maybe sort of a niche industry. Let's yeah. say that, um, uh, in, in, in the tech space, you know, but, but specifically like in the construction space, right. That there might be a construction oriented podcast that would be geared toward C-suite executives who run large contracting companies across the U S in their tens of hundreds of millions of dollars a year in these C-suite execs that, yeah, they can go to a mastermind group or they can go to kind of a, um, sort of a, a very high level sort of mastermind group, you know, a couple times a year, but, but where are they getting sort of the daily insights? Well, if there was a progressive company in that space, they would team up with, you know, an industry trade press, let's for say, where they could get a constant stream of content. Somebody from that magazine would be the talent behind the mic. And then the construction company would underwrite it and sponsor that podcast. And then um, guests would be clients or prospects of that construction company interviewed by the media personality. And so then the show is you know brought to you by such and such a company, but they have complete control essentially over the editorial calendar. I get it. I get it. I can definitely see that happening in the uh, food space, food restaurant space. You know, uh, the food restaurant, chef, chef, food restaurant, focusing on the restaurant industry and then sponsored by a particular, uh, uh, I'm thinking of the name, what's the name of the company that provides all the food across the country? It starts with an S. 
It's a big food company. Cisco. Cisco. Yeah, I can totally see that being provided by Cisco, mm-hmm. right? But they're not the face. They're just like provided by Cisco, and then they have a guest and the chef and the, what's going on and the latest and greatest of the of the restaurant industry. Okay, I totally get right. that. So thank you for that. I, I didn't. I wasn't catching it. <laughs> Maybe I'm just blonde, but I wasn't really getting the whole concept. But now I understand that completely. And the other one I heard thought about is like a survival, like in the world of survival niche or something like that, or financial, and being uh, sponsored by John Deere. You know, mm. sponsored by John Deere. Yeah, I mean, a couple couple weeks ago, I was doing a, a presentation to a group of business owners, mm-hmm. and um, and he's like, you know, I, I don't I don't get it. You know, like how could I do this? And I'm like, okay, so what do you do? And this particular uh, gentleman owned a copywriting business, and I said, okay, so do you focus on a particular niche? And he said, yeah, uh, I focus on like outdoor sports, you know, recreations like motorsports. And I'm like, oh, okay, like motocross, uh, snowmobile racing, you know, that 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 kind of stuff right and he goes oh yeah like atvs and i'm like oh okay and i'm like dude if if you are this is such a missed opportunity if you don't create a podcast for the enthusiasts like the people writing that stuff if you don't create a daily podcast for those people who can become fanatical about it and then aren't leveraging that to Articat or to skidoo or to whomever to be the sponsors, to essentially buy that show. You could become the conduit from them to your audience. And it's not just about advertising. It's about building an email list. You build that list to about 100,000 people mm-hmm. like you talked with Ryan and his team at Digital Marketer. I mean, at some point, Arctic Cat's going to be like, oh, no, no, wait a minute. We could just buy him. Yeah. Ex- oh, exactly. L- yeah. Let's just buy that show. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. um, why would you not go down that path and do that? Yeah, it was interesting is um, I was talking to a producer who's in that world in sports. He does live cast, like live cast sports, so mm-hmm. uh, surfing, anything live where, you know, they have a big event. And one of the things they're doing that I can see it tying into is what they're doing now is they're focusing on the – uh, the athletes, because the athletes will have a million followers on Twitter or a million on Instagram or whatever, because everyone wants to follow the athlete, you know, the, the skater dude or the wave guy, whoever. And so instead of focusing on the brand of Red Bull or company, they're getting behind the athlete and using the athlete to talk about the uh the, the event, right? So I can see that happening in the same place. It's like you're leveraging the athlete. People want to follow a particular person um, and leveraging that on a podcast. Yeah, and that's really, really yeah, smart because, smart. you know, I mean, that, and that's how Nike started. And, and really, that was Nike's marketing strategy. And, and so Red Bull paying attention to what worked well for Nike because Nike realized, Nike realized about a decade and a half ago, well, it was more about 20 years ago, even further than that. Uh, let me yeah, think. Timeline. About 25 years ago. Yeah, 25 ago, years ago. Larry Bird that, days. Right. That you and I, Heather, we were not Nike's customers. No. L- Nike's customer was Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, all the big players in the NBA. Then they got into football. Then they got into soccer. Then they got into everything. But they realized that the athletes were their customers because if they could do this with the athlete and if they could get Michael to create the Air Jordan brand, they knew that it would sell for the exact same reason that you just mentioned, Heather. And it's a brilliant strategy. And by the way, a lot less uh, expensive to do it that way, too. 
because you're spending less on ads. Oh, completely. And, and I just talked to a publicist the other day. She's in New York. And the first thing she asked me is like, how big is your Twitter following? And a part of me is like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I haven't focused on Twitter. But in the, in the TV industry today, that is key. They were literally say, take a guest over another guest based on the fact they have a larger Twitter following because they know if they're going to be a guest on NBC, they're going to say, hey, I'm going to be on uh, the whatever factor. I'm going to be on the CNN or you know whoever, the Bill O'Reilly factor tonight at Fox News at 8 o'clock. Go check it out. And they know they're going to, they're going to uh, post that. And so then they're going to get huge more advertisers and ratings and things like that. So the same thing with podcasts is what I'm saying. You can shift it. It's a, it's a medium shift, right? And that's what I'm hearing you say. It's like taking the same concepts that people did years ago with Nike um, and, and TV and making that shift into podcasting. And it's an easier medium to deal with, to be honest. I mean, it's a totally easier medium. I don't have to fly anywhere. You don't have to fly anywhere to be on the podcast. You just, you know, maybe your home office, wherever you're at. Um, I think it's uh, the future. You've opened my eyes today, Stephen. Mm. You've really, hopefully you've opened other people's eyes. I know you have. For me, my brain's like, whoo, because it's it's beyond the, the hey, I have uh, 2,000 downloads, I can get a sponsor. It's, it's a different conversation, shifting it to uh, having someone say, hey, why don't you be the voice of, and we will uh, take care of the financing, but we want to have control pretty much of the, of the content, meaning at least a direction of the content. Right. And uh, that way they can control the message a little bit more. But at the same time, they also have open to the audience. It's huge. It, it, it is because like so, Heather, you could your podcast could generate millions of dollars in revenue for your business, even if nobody listened. Now, obviously, people do listen because you have a great show. But even if nobody listened, you'd still generate millions of dollars in revenue. Because that's not the, – the monetization strategy isn't built around the number of downloads. It's built around how you invite the right people to your show, how you make them feel through the interview, how you make them feel after the interview, how you seed and open loops to your brilliance and expertise in a very subtle way but in a way that they get and, and being very – very strategic about all of that. I don't mean sly or deceptive, but I'm saying being very strategic about that in that you're inviting the right people on, that you're converting those people into leads and sales, and that doesn't have anything to do with listeners at all. Now, listeners are a great way to boost the credibility of your show. So I'm not saying to ignore listeners or to put out crap, not in the least little bit. You want to put out a show that is great, that you build a great audience, a thriving community, but that's not how you generate revenue mm. behind a very strategic podcast, in my opinion. Hmm. You're flipping the model. You're flipping it upside down. And I love Indeed. that. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm not, that's very good. You're flipping, the, you're flipping it upside down. It's all how you invite them to the podcast and how you make them feel. Hopefully, I've made you feel lovely today. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, of course. You always do. Thank you. Uh, but honestly, it is, it is about a, a connection and it is about a relationship and the, and the doors that will open up uh, from that relationship is what I hear. Is that the, the angle you're taking with versus the flipping the, the flipping way you're talking about? I'm, I'm going to reiterate what I heard, okay? You tell me if I'm right or wrong. Is that it's how you, who and how you invite people to come to your podcast, meaning you the guest. And the relationship that is built that will create the millions. Am I on the right path? 
Yeah, and and then and then obviously you need to have if you're a business if you're the owner of a business to business service firm, we need to think then also very strategically about the structure of the show, um, and and how the questions that you ask set you up for success to really learn and understand something about that guest, so that that can be useful so for you to be able to deliver value to that guest, um, but but and then and then ultimately having a service within your firm that plugs into the conversation that you just had. So, um, and, and that's really why we ended up getting into the podcasting space because that was a, a natural extension of onward nation into predictive ROI. So again, really need to think about this strategically. It's not about going onto Skype and clicking on the ecam recorder and laying down some audio, right? And, and, and it is very strategic about the entire business. And that's where we add value to the process. Wow. Well, thank you so much. This has been incredible. I appreciate your time very much. I want to just last words, wrap it up. And where can people find you if they want to raise their hand and say, yes, I want to work with you. Yes, I want this. Where can they find you and say yes? Uh, PredictiveROI.com, um, OnwardNation.com. My email address specifically is Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, at PredictiveROI.com. And, and, you know, I mean, if, if, if somebody wants to learn more, please know, as you mentioned in my bio, Heather, I love answering questions. I love sharing things in full transparency. So please do not, you know, take anything that I, that I said as, as some sort of like, gosh, I hope I get leads out of this interview. That was not my intent. So if you have any questions or concerns, please don't don't hesitate. Drop me a note, and I'm I'm happy to answer whatever it might be. I love that. Thank you. I, no, this is great, and you've definitely what I call flipped the model upside down, the funnel, as I call it, upside down for me. And I hope that other people have listened, saying, "Wow, this is big." And and as we're talking, today is July seventh. Uh, there's podcast movement going on, and I was giggling with him earlier, going, "Why aren't you a podcast movement?" I'm not there either. So at the same time, not because it's bad. I, I actually went and purchased the the DVDs, but honestly, it's because right now we're you're busy, you're focused, you're building, you're building something right now you have your goal you have your focus and your building and congratulations Stephen really honestly well uh, very kind of you to say thank you and and thank you for today's you know invitation and and it was just it was awesome love being able to come onto the show to have a conversation with you and be able to spend more time with you and really enjoy the interview that that you were so gracious enough to come on to onward nation and 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 you're right it was Jessica Rhodes at interview connections who did make the introduction uh, between you and me and, and I'm grateful that Jessica and her team did that so you know I, I'm just it, it's just wonderful so thank you very very, very much kind of you. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200 and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. For outside the USA, text sexy to plus one three two three four five seven double two double eight. Text sexy to plus one three two three four five seven double two double eight. Long distance charges may apply. 
Heather wants to hear from you. Questions you want answered on the show. Comments, interview requests. Email media at sexywellsync.com or leave a private voicemail. 51 Boss Is Me. Again, the number is 512-677-4763. Check out all of Heather's sites. Heatherhavenwood.com SexyBossInc.com E2Lab.com DatingTriggers.com This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.